the other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Special programming note, I've been invited back by my colleague Sid Rosenberg on the Sid and Friends in the Morning Show at 6.40 this morning. So please be good enough to tune in. And if it's all the same to you, please tune in online because they do pay pretty close attention to which segments spike on the online listenership in real time. So I do hope everyone will tune in at 640. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but probably a wide array of local stuff, national stuff, maybe even some international stuff. Now, big announcement. You might have heard some of my colleagues mentioning this. April 28th starts opening weekend for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, and we've got some free tickets for you. You can join a whole bunch of 77 WABC hosts. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there because I'm going to be out of town next weekend. And the Staten Island Ferry Hawks for opening night, April 28th at 7 p.m. You can catch the excitement of Ferry Hawks baseball. Go to WABCradio.com slash Ferry Hawks for your free pair of tickets. Again, that's WABCradio.com slash Ferry Hawks. Last year, I was at, I think, five Ferry Hawks home games, and they are so much fun. They're so much fun. Even if you're not necessarily a baseball fan, the views of the ballpark are terrific. The The job that the on-field promotions team does in terms of entertaining people, especially children, is great. There's all sorts of free giveaways. It's just wonderful. It's especially fun if you are a baseball fan, but even if you aren't into baseball, it's great. And look, the price is right this time around. It's absolutely free. Just go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks and you'll get a free pair of tickets. Hopefully, I'll see you at quite a few games this year. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Go! Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. After months of delays and political infighting among Democrats in Albany, the Court of Appeals finally has a full bench, a new chief judge, and there's hope on some people's part of a new direction. I'll tell you, I am hoping for the best, but my expectations are very low. See, what has happened over the last few years is there's seven members of the Court of Appeals, and you've had four judges. Uh, I want to say more. They're all Democratic appointees so no one's really conservative. You've had four judges who've been voting as a block to kind of stop some of the real crazy legislation, especially the gerrymandered congressional and state Senate lines from last year. And that is why I am most fearful about what's to come. We are seeing State Senator Michael Gianaris and a lot of other leading Democrats in Albany try to redraw the congressional district lines again. And it looks like the state Senate lines again. And gerrymandered of them so that Republicans lose significant ground. Now, I'm not sitting here rooting for the Republicans. I just want the lines to be fair. I would like maps drawn by an independent, nonpartisan source. We don't have that, but I think the lines drawn by the special master last year as a result of a court decision were pretty good and pretty close. And I don't know how the Democrats, and I know Republicans have done this in other states as well, 
well, and it was not right there either. I don't know how the Democrats are totally bypassing the traditional process of how to draw lines. It used to be, and has been for as long as I can remember, you draw the lines once every 10 years after the census. You don't like those lines or the population shifts or things change. You get eight years, nine years, seven years, whatever, to figure out how to redraw them in the next census. This is so unorthodox as far as I can tell. This is a blatant political power grab. The supermajority in Albany aided by the governor and a very partisan court of appeals. This is a major setback for competitive elections in New York, as far as I'm concerned. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I was thrilled to be in Atlanta for my friend's bachelor party this past weekend, but I was sorry to miss this year's Inner Circle show. So much fun. It's such a great night. It's so entertaining, and it's a who's who of New York media, politics, philanthropy, everybody. And our owner, John Katzmatidis, was kind enough to invite me, and that's a hot ticket. And next year, I told him, if uh, if I'm good enough to be invited again, please count me as an enthusiastic yes. I'm definitely going to be there. But I did want to mention that I really think the mayor of the city of New York not only bucked tradition, but really displayed incredibly poor sportsmanship for the second year in a row by showing up late to the event. And if you're not familiar with the inner circle, this is basically when all of the reporters, not all of them, but many of the reporters that cover New York City politics and government and other aspects of New York City, they basically put on a great stage show, which pokes fun at all the issues in the news and all the personalities in the news. And whoever the mayor happens to be at the time, Giuliani, Dinkins, Bloomberg, and certainly de Blasio, and yes, now it's Eric Adams, they poke fun at the mayor. So last year, he didn't show up until the very end. And this year, he did the same thing. So he missed almost all of the jokes at his expense. And apparently, there were some good ones. There was a parody song, Who Knew God Was One of Us? An ex-cop making budget cuts, staying out till the nightclub shuts, sung by NBC New York's Melissa Russo and Hillary Weissman. I really do think that if the mayor wants the press to do a better job telling his story and telling New York's story, he's got to show them a bit more respect. So far, he's called a bunch of them racists for the kind of articles that they raised. So far, he's done a lot of whining and a lot of criticism. And now he doesn't even show up at the Inner Circle show. I really do see so many parallels between Mayor Eric Adams and Donald Trump. And this is similar to what Trump did. Trump skipped the White House Correspondents' Dinner, throwing tradition to the dogs. I think tradition counts for something. And at least if he were to show up and listen to their jokes, at least he would show them that he's demonstrating a little bit of respect for them. And maybe it could be a way to improve relations between the press corps and the mayor. Either way, it strikes me as very juvenile and unsportsmanlike. To be. Beam me up. Continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Here's a question. Should political parties be able, different political parties, be able to endorse the same candidate? I'm not saying should they endorse the same candidate. I'm saying 
should they be able to endorse the same candidate? That is precisely the situation that a New Jersey court is going to be reviewing. A lawsuit aiming to rewrite state laws that bar candidates from appearing under the banners of more than one political party has now languished for nearly nine months after hitting the docket last July, and the opponents have asked judges overseeing the case to throw the matter out altogether or move it to a lower court. Supporters of the change, called fusion voting, which we do in New York, have argued their critics' moves are a bid to further delay a case that has barely moved since first hitting the docket in July. And yesterday, former Democratic Senator from New Jersey, Robert Torricelli, and former Republican Governor of New Jersey, Christine Todd Whitman, jointly wrote an op-ed in the Star-Ledger advocating for fusion voting. Now, I have been a member of third parties most of my life, and I've seen how fusion voting can actually corrupt many of the third parties. I actually prefer minor parties to act like minor parties and run candidates in competitive elections and offer the voters a choice. I think too often the leaders of these minor parties get wined and dined by big-time politicians, and I don't think that's healthy. That being said, I believe in the First Amendment, and I believe of the right to freedom of association. And if the Democratic Party and the Republican Party or the Republican Party and the Reform Party or the Natural Law Party and the Socialist Party want to endorse the same candidate, they should have the right to do so. If you have a problem with a Democratic Party leader cross-endorsing a Republican, you should become a Democrat and run for leadership in the Democratic Party yourself so you can help make decisions. But to have this artificial rule preventing parties from exercising their First Amendment rights, it makes no sense. I think Torricelli and Whitman's op-ed was quite good, and I am hoping that the courts in Jersey rule on this sooner rather than later. Beam me up! To be continued.